Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartels Podcast Network. Hey everyone, this is Mark. Welcome back to the show. Today, Heather is going to talk with us a little bit about surrendering to a king or placing your life um, in the service of a king as we talk about kind of the messianic kingdom or the kingdom of God in week three of this topic. You ready to roll? I'm super excited. I'm super excited because I'm kind of an intense person. Like Whenever I hop in to do something, it's like 110, well, there's not even 110% of something to do, but I'm all in to do it. So I'm super stoked about this one because we're talking about allegiance to a king. Can I tell a funny story, though, before we hop in about something that happened today? Maybe just for our listeners. Totally. If I can tell them that it's true and that when you get intense in episodes, (laughs) your screen will start to shake. And then once in a while, Heather hits the table. I don't know if you guys can hear it. It's a riot. Maybe I will. (laughs) I'm going to hit the table today. All right. We got a story. Let's do it. This is not related to anything, but I think it's hilarious. So you know how when you became a parent, there were things that you said that you would never, ever, ever thought that you would ever, ever say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So today my daughter's having lunch and I made her these little pancake things. And mm-hmm. she's over there eating at her high chair. And all of a sudden I see her and she's literally, she's taking one of those little pieces of pancake and she's stuck it in her <laughs> ear. <laughs> and I said, Ada, please do not put that pancake in your ear. <laughs> and I'm like, how do parents keep a straight face when it comes to this type of stuff? It's just. So oh, we fun. don't. Oh, my gosh. I just never. Sometimes you just turn around and laugh. Yeah. And they can't see it. Yeah. So, hey, if you're a parent out there and you're a listener, would you send us a message and tell us your best, funniest story? Or you could put it in the Facebook group or somewhere and let us know about your funniest parenting moment. Or the weirdest thing you ever had to say to your child that you thought you would not. That'd be great. We want to hear about it. So, anyway. Oh, my gosh. Not related to the kingdom of heaven whatsoever, but definitely a great topic to discuss because it's funny. Okay. So you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. All right. So John three sixteen, one of the most popular Bible verses ever, right? Like even Tim mm-hmm. Tebow put it on his face and people know about John three sixteen, right? For God's it's the end world. zone sign. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is it where? Yeah. People will like make a sign of that verse that says John three sixteen, and they'll like hold it up in the end zone at football games so that people read it. You've never seen this? Oh, I have seen it. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. I thought maybe Jesus was a field goal kicker and they were like giving him some, you know, some props or something. If Jesus was a field goal kicker, he would kill it. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Do <laughs> you think if Jesus was a field goal kicker? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he would ever, like, because he's upright, do you think he would ever hit the uprights? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to ask me if he would use supernatural power or if it would be cheating. <laughs> I think he would use his humanness, but I still think he'd be a, a sweet field goal kicker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, well, John. Should we move on? <laughs> yeah. John 316. All right. So, whoever believes in him, right? Mm-hmm. God to love the world, he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have 
everlasting life. So I want us to kind of have a newer vision, if you will, on this scripture today to help us understand what our role is in the Messianic kingdom. Okay. Okay. So in the Jewish Greek of the Apostolic period, this is stuff I learned at my Torah club again. Um, in the Jewish yeah. Greek of the Apostolic period, the word believe, especially in reference to a king or a monarch, was not a question of whether or not that person existed, but rather it was a question of loyalty and allegiance to that monarch and to that yeah. monarch's authority. So the Greek word pistos here, that's translated as believe in most of our Bibles, would be better translated as allegiance. So Jesus is proclaiming a kingdom and he's asking us to place our allegiance with him. You're not only right, there's a place where Josephus uses this and he's trying to convince these people to basically follow him as the person that's been put in charge against the other idea of rebelling against Rome and causing bloodshed. And he says, believe in me. Wow. Yeah, you're totally right. There you go. So, so believe in me as surrender to me, Yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Walk in obedience to me. Give your allegiance to me. And so like I think about it uh, like this. Years ago, I was substituting at a Christian high school. And okay. it's the weirdest thing. They would do this thing where they would have the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And mm-hmm. then they would do this Pledge of Allegiance to this Christian flag. And it was this Pledge of Allegiance to Jesus. And I was like, huh. And I was like, wow, that makes total sense, though, right? Like pledging your life and your allegiance to Jesus is what is required to enter into the messianic kingdom, right? Like this is how you become part of the kingdom of heaven is by placing your allegiance with the true king who is Jesus. It's not about believing the right things or knowing the right things or saying, hey, I memorized the catechism or, hey, like, yeah, I believe that Jesus is whatever. It's about placing your whole life your whole allegiance, your whole self into him. For example, I have a family member who, yeah, he believes all these things, but he has not placed his allegiance to Jesus. And there's been no transformation in his heart, right? There's been no real radical conversion or no real radical uh, joining in Jesus's kingdom mission. Uh, Like, Think about it like this with me. I love snacks. Okay. I just do. I love snacks. And, you know, if it's late at night, I know I should probably not eat a bunch of snacks late at night. It's not going to go well for me. You know, they always say don't eat snacks late at night because, you know, that those calories just sit there. But I know that. I believe that. But I'm not going to necessarily obey that or, um, Right. Follow that or submit my participate thoughts. in that. I'm not going to participate in that because I want my popcorn yeah. at 10 o'clock at night. Okay. <laughs> and so the thing is, is that our job as youth workers is not to try to get kids to believe the right things. It's to help them see that there's a king and he has a divine mission and he wants them to be a part of it. And there's an allegiance that he calls all people 
to give in order to join in that kingdom mission. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is there's a big difference between belief as the consent that Jesus is the Son of God sent to die as a Passover lamb for the sins of the world. That's true, and that's beautiful, and that's opportunity. But belief in Jesus is actually participation in his lordship, and it's serving a good king with our lives. That's right. Right? Totally. Yeah. 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 In fact, so this is cool. I think this is cool. You know, when we think about our youth ministries and what we're communicating to our kids when it comes to Jesus, I think sometimes we teach messages about Jesus that make him seem kind of weak or make him seem kind of a bit of uh, a guy who, you know, believe in him, give him your heart, right? Like ask him into your heart. It almost feels like Jesus is like this little you know, this little guy in the corner, just like, oh, give me your heart. And we don't have this type of view of him that he's this <laughs> king, right? He's this powerful yeah. king that has this grand mission of helping reverse, right? Like those things that we talked about in previous weeks that the, you know, helping kids get out of loneliness or depression and bringing beauty from ashes. And, you know, that the, 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 the morning will be dancing. Those morning will be dancing, right? And so there's this uh, rabbi... Yeah. Eliezer says this in um, in the Talmud. He says, Messiah, who in the future will rule from one end of the world to the other, not merely over Palestine as the Messianic kingdom, but over the whole world. So Jesus has this kingdom, this divine reversal the, of wrongs made right, of, of, uh, of loneliness um, restored, right? Like families restored, yeah. these types of things that he desires for us to join in, uh, to bring to the rest of the world with our kids. That's beautiful. I think it's so different to, yeah, like you said, view, view Jesus as this little wimpy guy knocking on the door of your heart versus the king that comes to your village and says, will you make me your king? Yeah. And if you do, your whole village will change, right? right? Yeah. What was it? I think like, um, Jim Elliott, uh, when he, or maybe it wasn't Jim Elliott, it was some other missionary. Um, there was this tribe of people who were very, um, warlike, right. And they would kill people and all that kind of stuff. And when the gospel was brought to their area. Oh yeah. Middle schoolers. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Middle schoolers. Yeah. It's rough, rough in middle school. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, but when the gospel was brought to their area, it radically yeah. transformed who they were and how they treated other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I think that's I think that's the distinguishing like difference between belief in Jesus as a concept and belief in Jesus as a person that you can follow that knows yeah. where he is headed and where the best possible life is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so there's this great rabbinic passage, and I'm going to butcher it, but I'm going to paraphrase it because I think it's like it. really beautiful. But okay. the the it goes something like this: um, a mighty king came to a village on his war horse, and he said to the village, "Let me be your king." And they looked up at him and they said, "Why should we let you be our king? Like things are going fine here, right?" Sure. And so the king turned his horse around and marched away. In a month, Hmm. he returned and with him a great army and the village is looking out and they're like, oh no, what do we do? And with the army, 
the king built walls around the city and with the army the king fed the hungry and with wow. the army the kid or the the king reversed the injustice of the village and then got off his war horse and said make huh. me your king and they wow. said we will make you our king we'll do whatever you say yeah and so yeah. jesus came here on a rescue mission to yeah. to our world to lay himself down in yeah. service of every one of us right so that we can trust when he says let me be your king yeah he really loves us and values us and wants to make us better and our lives better and our communities yeah. better right yeah which is our first step in bringing teenagers to faith is to love them and to care for them first right yeah. it's, it's to come alongside of them it's to create a place for them to come and know about Jesus without expectations of them coming to know Jesus, but simply yeah. loving them as a human being first and inviting them into a relationship with God. Oh my gosh. That's so good, Heather. I mean, think about it. You, you like, you come to this kid and you're a lot of you youth pastors are as cool as you could ever get for a student. You're young adults. You, you're way cooler than Mark and I. <laughs> yeah, we're we're old. We're we're in the mom and dad phase. Yeah, so we like, tell kids to take pancakes out of their ears. You guys are there, you right. know, strumming the guitar. Serious. Having, you guys yeah. play instruments. You go where you want when you want. You have your That's own great. place. There's no mom and dad bossing you around. You couldn't get any cooler when yeah. you bridle that power and freedom and strength to serve them when you get off your war horse and take care of the village. That's well, then that's they see. Yeah. Then yeah. they see I can trust this person and I can follow them. And like so that. you can follow Jesus, the King in being a good representation of scripture and of Jesus to your kids. And they can yeah. see that you're a trustworthy guide, you know, which is totally what Jesus did, right? Like he yeah. got off the war horse and loved people. He's going to come back on a horse, right? As the warrior king in a different way. That's a way. whole nother great discussion. Uh, right. But in his first time here on earth, he came as a servant Messiah, a servant king. And he gave us an example of how we too should be a servant to other people by getting off our, our war horse and inviting them to give their whole life and devotion to the true king who's Jesus. Yeah, when when Peter acknowledged you're the Messiah, you're mm -hmm. the king we've been waiting for. Yeah. He looked him right in the eyes and he said, "Listen, the one that would come after me must take up his own cross and die." Right? That's that's what it looks like to take the Jesus way. That's where it's headed. Yeah. And Paul says, "Follow me as I follow Christ, follow Christ in right. laying myself down for the communities I'm planting." Yeah. Right? And that's what you do as a youth pastor when that's you're right. at your best. That's right. And so the question that I ask myself all the time and the question that yeah. I would ask our listeners is, is your life worthy of being followed? Would people want yeah. to follow Jesus the way you follow Jesus? And would you be so willing to do the hard work with to not receive a pat on the back, but to know that you're planting seeds and that maybe someday you're going to get to see the fruit of that as you continue to love people and be and join Jesus in his kingdom mission. That's a great question. And it's a great place to end today. Yeah. Um, so youth pastors, we uh, have tried to lay our lives down for you during nap time. 
and That's right, make this podcast. <laughs> but if you want to journey more with us, head over to firstcenturyyouthministry.com. We have tons of stuff going on there. You can pick up a copy of Heather's book. You can grab uh, First Century Youth Ministry swag. You can even look into taking a journey to the land of Israel with us in August 2022. But Woo! we love you. We love youth pastors. And Indeed. we love that you love your students. And I hope we're yeah. all getting better at it together. Yeah, totally. I love that. Yeah. And uh, thanks again, Mark. Yeah. Thanks, Heather. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.